Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It is March 25th, 2023. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him, and this is episode six of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Joining me is my co-host. His pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bat Phantom. Hi, everybody. And nobody else. That's it. JB's not here. JB's traveling the world uh, fighting Nazis for a secret uh, shadowy organization. Well, That's... now the Nazis know what he's doing. Well, <laughs> sorry, JB. I think the na- Nazis aren't smart enough to listen to this podcast. Are you kidding me? Touché. Come on. So we're doing this remotely in case you can't tell for the slight sound difference. Although it shouldn't be that different, but yeah. Andrew sounds pretty good. I think so. I do. I have a quality microphone supplied to me by a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I and mean, a, it was slightly, slightly inclement weather, although it cleared up pretty nicely during during later afternoon. But uh, we decided, you know... We're gonna we're gonna do this relax. So I'm on. This is Martini Two. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Andrew Andrew just finished eating. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't where you a, where you're at on that front? Beverage. But you know, just got some iced tea. It looks like booze. <laughs> I did. Is it a Long a Island iced tea? I could. I was thinking about throwing a shot of rum or whiskey or something is, in there. But uh, is I have best. a is Long Island iced tea actually iced tea or is it like a euphemism? No, it just looks like iced tea. It's okay. just pure liquor. I see. It's, it's like four different kinds of liquor. I, I, as far as I, I had understand. no idea. Yeah, I was thinking about something because Andrew was a bit delayed because his dinner was delayed. So I was sitting here listening to music and having a drink. Okay, and I realize, and I think this is something that never happens anymore. Like people just don't listen to music anymore. Like just, just to sit down and listen to music. People always have it on as a background thing or something. Like something else is happening around the music. It's well, never, you know, yeah. just that experience. It, so, I mean, back in the day, you know, I mean, I'm <laughs> thinking when we were when we were kids. It's the old man segment. Look, it's true. Our parents had those big stereo systems, mm-hmm. like the the big wide thing with the record player and maybe an eight track. And, and, you know, and that, that was the center of the entertainment system because, you know, if they had a TV, if you had a TV, it was 13 inches in the corner or maybe one of those yes. giant floor, floor pieces. Um, and, you know, you'd, you'd put on something and you might sit down and you might have a little, have a little, uh, listen session. And I mean, that's, and, you uh, know, I, I kind of think it is it definitely generational, but it's also like, because, you know, I was, I was born in 68. I was raised, I was a kid in the seventies. This is the height of prog rock. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the concept album was a thing. So that was like, that was a thing you did. You would sit down and you would listen like front to back. This is the age yeah. of Pink Floyd, right? This is like, I mean, this is know, the album, right? You'd, you'd lie down on your bed with the, with the cans on. The giant cans. Playing, yep. Yeah. With just, just listening and blissing out to Pink Floyd and whatever. I think we should bring that I mean, back. Cause that's like, that's a whole yeah. thing. A whole audiophile thing is like, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, well, that's it's meditative. Really nice headphones in the DAC was so that I could just sit and quiet and sit and listen to music in mm-hmm. the best possible environment. I mean, that's the thing. How's that working out? You know, well, I have, of course I've never used it. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's me, but you know, it's it, part of me needed to know that it was an option. So 
you know, I, at least, at least I'm not paying for title. I mean, I true. I, I tried, I had the, the test run and it works great. It's just that I said, I'm not going to start list. I'm not going to pay for title mm. until I get to the point where I'm going to actively have a place to just sit and quietly listen. To so music what's different about title versus, you know, like Apple music or, or Spotify or anything? Well, Apple music also has a uh, high end audio. Oh, options. right, right. Yeah. Like titles designed whatever. for the hi-fi stuff. I mean, it's got gotcha. too, but they do, they, but they do charge extra mm. and it pisses me off that Spotify promised hi-fi audio like two years ago and just hasn't delivered on it. And they, they're just, every time somebody asks them about it, they just, they just go, Hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much it and you're like you're still paying for it but so hey you like so. joe rogan right because yeah. we got him so we're but good everybody else has at least some hd options you know right. you got amazon has a nice some might some good hd quality but uh it does make a difference i mean it's you know it's it's not quite as high end as what um neil young's service there was it pono i can't remember <laughs> It was, it was a weird name. <laughs> it was. It was did you ever see it? The, I, it does ring a bell, or, but I'm just, I'm just hearing it out loud. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whoa, hang on, Neil. What the are you device doing? you had to use was like a triangular. It looked like a Toblerone bar, <laughs> but it would deliver. Wait, what? Twenty-four uh, bit audio. You know, lossless directly and, to uh, your brain. But the the main the main difference <laughs> is that they would always they got master recordings. They got oh right remastered maximum bit rate you know versions of the of the material and uh and that's what made a bigger difference than anything is they were they were definitely getting those from the from the musicians whenever possible right. and it made a huge difference in quality so that's what they were getting for title as well as all those things instead of just you know cd quality which is still better than most streaming services but you know yeah most people don't know the difference. Maybe it's anymore. maybe it's drugs. Maybe that's the thing that's missing. Sure. <laughs> nobody has nobody has listen sessions anymore. Everyone people have watch parties. Nobody has listen parties anymore. Maybe it's the drugs have changed, and I don't know. Well, I mean, it seems like a weed thing <laughs> now that weed's true legal pretty much everywhere. Weed is legal just, in a lot of places, so maybe it'll come back. Little, nice little listening sessions. Exactly. All right. I think that 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 was banter. That qualifies yeah. as banter. Definitely. I think we've bantered. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with the Puppet Pit. You have entered an alternate dimension, a dimension of fleece and fur, of foam and industrial adhesives. So I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the Puppet Pit. Welcome to the Puppet Pit, where we talk about the puppet side of Operation Puppet for the past two weeks. It has been two weeks. We've done the two-week thing again. We did it. Yeah, we're tight on the two weeks. Um, yeah, puppets have happened and quite a few, unlike the previous two <laughs> reports. Nice. Um, so we got to see, uh, this week there was only one, but we'll talk about that in a second because it was kind of a special one. But the previous week was four songs, two smalls got done. So that's six puppets in one week. Pretty that's, good. That's intense. that's intense. And because I got all that done, um, I did a special one this week. So I had a... I had this head prototype pattern, and I honestly don't remember which model it was that I was working on when I came up with this thing. It, I, I'm, I'm almost sure it was the Oracle. 
So this was a while ago. This was like two years ago. And it's I, a minute. I, yeah, I, I came up with this like head shape and it was one of those. I'm going to sit down, start drawing shapes that are kind of like what I want and then just make them out of foam and see how they look kind of thing. And that's how I make most of my patterns. Um, and it turned out not what I wanted for the Oracle, but it was really interesting and neat. And it, it reminded me a bit of like the mystics, the Uru from dark crystal, nice. kind of that shape. It's sort of long snout is sort of droopy and, and narrow and pointy. And it was like, okay, I could do something with this, but I didn't ever actually do anything with it. I just kind of put it on a shelf and go, okay, I'll think about that later. I always intended to come back to it. And then I never did. And uh, this week I was like, well, I got so much done last week. I'm just going to do what I've done the past couple of weeks and just experiment and play and, and take some time. And I came up with this. It's a whole new model for the shop. Now I ended up calling it the Neef N E E F. Hmm. And those of you who have been on the discord know that the Neef was pretty good and it was kind of different from anything I've done yet. It ended up being, ironically, more Skeksis than Mystic, which, well, you, know. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to think about what that means, but uh, it ended up being, so I, I actually made a bit of a mistake when I was doing the fleece pattern for it, and I didn't accommodate for how I had done the mouth, and so the mouth, the, the fabric mouth plate, this is technical stuff, the fabric mouth plate was a bit too big, and because of that, there was a bit extra fabric at the tip of the nose, but what that means is there was a sort of little baggy bulge at the bottom of the nose. So I ended up just stuffing some fiber fill in there and it became like a beak. <laughs> right. And there's the Skeksis all of a sudden. Hmm. Mystics become Skeksis really easily. It turns out. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I just brought up the website so I could see the, the picture. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, I ended up using this like a standard body. I have like three or four different body models that I do for, it depends on if it's live hands or a rod arm. So I just use one of my standard rod arm bodies and my standard, like those are the, uh, the, the arms that I use for the goblins usually because it, it just suited it. And uh, it was really cool. It had an eye style that I haven't done before. These like weird yeah, the insectoid. Yeah, the, 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 everyone's like, huh, okay, that's a little, it's a little creepy, and mm -hmm. I keep trying to do this, I keep trying to make things that are a little bit creepy, because that's what I like, and they mm -hmm. end up being really, really cute, <laughs> like the mm -hmm. smalls were supposed to be kind of creepy, but they ended up super cute, I finally succeeded in making something a little creepy, <laughs> so. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, and here's the funny thing, like, oh, so over the past, I guess, three weeks or so, I've done three new, at least new head shapes. All three of those puppets have now sold. Wow. The, the Neef sold, like, within 24 hours. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on a roll. I'm kind of in the zone here now, so I think we're going to keep this going. There's going to be, I like the Neef so much, and there's so much potential here. That I'm going to do another one uh, this coming week. I'm only I'm going to do this whole week because I'm I'm kind of at my build quota for the month. So this coming week I've got a whole week to kind of play with, and I'm just going to do another Neef, but I'm going to do a Life Hands version this time. And this one's going to be kind of special because I'm going to do like finger extensions, which I've never done before, and I don't really know how to do, but I'm just going to figure it out, and we're going to do that on live stream. So <laughs> you know, extra pressure. That's cool. 
Everyone loves you'll, that. You'll know the name. I've I've like forgotten, but the 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 one that plays Miss Piggy's assistant now. The oh, one. Uncle Dudley. Right. Yeah. 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 It's it's definitely. It looks like I've, Uncle Dudley's nephew. People have people have made that comparison. I it's partly because of the color that I that I picked. Yeah, I, but I think that's what it is. It like, is even the eyes too. Yeah, I just have a bit the of the eyes. a bit of the Uncle Dudley quality, and that's good because Uncle Dudley is yeah. my second favorite Muppet design. You want to know what my first is? Um, Any guesses? New Zealand. No. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you won't get it. You will. Uh, you might get it actually. It is Scred from Land of the Gorch, the Land of Gorch series that was in the first season of Saturday Night Live. Jesus, Do you even know about this? That. that that one specifically, <laughs> I'm I'm drawing a. I mean, I remember the, the, the Muppets from that season. Yeah, but, uh, there was a whole series of characters they did for Saturday Night Live. <clears throat> it was not a good fit. Everybody admitted no, this at the end. It was not oh, the, the I, actual skits it's, it's were kind not of a good. Shame that the, the cast was so hostile about it. Yeah, but, but uh, the thing is, they, they weren't a good fit. It was not the right thing. But the 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 character design work they did on that thing was unbelievable. Uh, and so, if you've ever seen the Land of Gorge puppets, King, is, yeah. King Plubus, Scred, I can't remember uh, Queen Petunia. I think it was. I can't even remember the, the Mighty Favog was one of them. Like. It was just, it was sort of pre-Dark Crystal, that aesthetic, but Muppety. Yeah. Um, but I just, oh, so Scred is my single favorite Muppet of all time. And this has big Scred energy, I think. So that's, that's what I'm leaning into. I wonder uh, why they didn't uh, use them for... They didn't really bring them into much of the other... They didn't. And it, well, it was because, like, the Saturday Night Live ones were, like, it was adult skits like the theme the themes of the skits were very adult humor right and i don't think jim wanted too much of a crossover there Maybe nbc owns owned them too yeah That's possible yeah yeah it's co- it could be copyright who knows um i know that they were in the the touring company of the art of the muppets but i don't think i'm not even sure where they're on display anymore i know there's a couple of them in um in new york at the museum of the moving image um, but I don't know, I don't know if there's any surviving screds or if there are where they are. So maybe, maybe Atlanta center for property arts possibly, but I, I would no imagine idea. they probably just, maybe they didn't really survive physically. Oh no, they probably, I mean, the thing is a lot of them were, were just flocked car foam and that stuff will have disintegrated long ago. So, you know, there would have had to have been major preservation work done on those things in order to have them survive. So probably not, but anyway. Um, that's what was happening for the past two weeks. So good, good energy is, is going on. We got some movement. Uh, and also on the discord, things are popping off on the operation puppet discord. And I'm a little surprised and confused. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we, we sometimes will get like the, the build streams are usually well attended and there's usually, there's a core group of people who always watch. And we usually get one or two new people every stream and sometimes they'll filter into the discord, but like one or two a week is about average. We got like between five and seven on Thursday and I have, it's a trap. I don't know. I don't know why, because I'm, my social media presence is so small. Now I'm on Mastodon and I'm on Instagram period. (laughs) 
kind of thing. Soon they're just gonna they're gonna start talking about uh, NFTs or Jesus, one or the other. Well, there's there's been a whole thing. There's been a thing. There was there was an NFT thing. I actually can put a blog post about this because, like you know, y'all know how I feel about NFTs, and and as the Operation Puppet community grows. You know, not everyone's going to feel like I do. So I did. I did make a snide remark about NFTs, and it turns out one of the new people is not does not share my opinions about mm. NFTs. But you know, I kind of, I kind of went. You know, I gotta, I gotta sort of take a degree of responsibility here and step up to the plate and go. Okay, so just because somebody doesn't agree with me doesn't mean. You know, like my first instinct was ban, ban the subject, you know, and it's like, well, okay, maybe there is something that can be talked about around this. So I ended up making a channel for them to talk about it in. And I just don't want anything to do with that because my opinion on NFTs probably isn't going to change. But it also isn't a subject that is like ban worthy. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to like kick somebody off the server for it. I would hope that they're basically – utopian about it they're the kind of they're one of the people that really believes in what i do promise of nft yeah i think they are and 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 so you know they're they're looking five ten years from now once it's not poison anymore yeah yeah no absolutely and there is there is some argument to be made like um uh one of the things that that i know about the whole crypto thing and don't get me wrong crypto is a scam i am stating that outright it's never it is not what you think it is. if you support crypto it still isn't what you think it is however we have strayed so far from the puppet pit <laughs> <laughs> kind of well not really i mean this is all related to the discord server um however uh one of the things that a lot of marginalized communities you know uh have have kind of hooked on to crypto and specifically NFTs because they are a system that is in theory not controlled by like, you know, the white patriarchy of the financial systems, right? So it is an alternative financial system. And I can totally understand why that would be appealing. You know, Mm -hmm. I get that. So I'm like, the bottom line is I, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to engage in that conversation, but I'm not going to ban somebody because there is a, a conversation around artists that are, are to be had with NFTs. Right. So I just made them a channel and they can go in there and they can do their thing. Right. No, it's good. I'm, I'm glad you, you made that choice. And it's you funny know, because like, you don't have to be part of it. Well, that's it. And it's also, but you know, I have to poke my head in every now and then, obviously just to make sure nothing nefarious is going on. Cause it's my sure. server, but that's the point. It's my server. So I have to take responsibility, not just for my tastes, but I have to accommodate for a wide variety of people. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do. And I've never been in that position before. That's the weird part, right? And it's like operation puppet as a community is growing and it's it's the thing I've always wanted, the thing I've always tried to get going and has never worked until now. And now things are starting to get some momentum and I have to, you know, rise to the occasion of that. Mm, and that's great. I'm try I mean I'm going to make mistakes. There's no there's no question about it. But no, you're not you're not going to make any mistakes. <laughs> I'm, I've already made mistakes. You would not. <laughs> hey, I have no idea. Anyway, so, you know, uh, thank you. Every, my point is thank you, everybody, who has joined us in the past couple of weeks. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know because it's not algorithmic. It can't be because I'm on Mastodon and I guess Instagram, but I don't think Instagram's it. 
Um, because Instagram doesn't even let you just link. Love puppets. I well, who knows? You know, there's like there's a whole, and this is one of the things that I'm kind of realizing about you know how the Fediverse and and Mastodon and that whole thing. Things can go quote unquote viral in the way that they should have always gone. In that it's just people sharing things, not algorithms. Right. Right. That's and so Actual things can yeah people can actually like make connections and I think that's at least part of what's happening. So anyway, um, that's great. Thank you everybody for coming on board. Next thing, I'm going to have a small drink. Andrew, Phil, check this out. Well, um, uh, uh, God, now you put me on the spot in the middle of the <laughs> thing, I got nothing. Well done. See, there we go. We're total professionals. Uh, next. <laughs> I was going to just read the next thing out on the, on the notes, but. That's uh, okay. We got, we got it. We got it. We're going. So um, there is a puppet studio in Hamilton, Ontario. So not no, far isn't. from where we are called Creature Work Studio. They are a long established, well known. They're basically like Canada's answer to Swazzle Puppet Studios. They're big. They're well established, been around for a very long time, run by a gentleman called Tom Stewart. Uh, who is a very nice fo- uh, fellow and has dropped by our build streams from time to time. Very friendly. Um, Tom has just released a brand new free puppet pattern. So you can just go to creatureworkstudio.com, join the mailing list, and you will get a link to his free uh, puppet pattern called the Smalley, which is just a cute little, it's a very standard um, sort of round head little Think, think Roosevelt Franklin and you're kind of on the path there to like just what it is. Um, but it's really cool. It's, uh, it's, it's really nice. So I have, I have, uh, emailed Tom and we're going to do a build of the Smalley on our, uh, build streams. Um, not this week because this week I'm working on the new Neef, but next week we're going to start the, uh, the build of the Smalley. And one of the things I'm going to do, since Tom has released this for free, he's totally cool with anything that we want to do with it. So I'm going to actually do some alterations of the pattern and we're going to show kind of that process on the build stream and about how I go about like taking an existing pattern and then altering it to something that I want to do. One of the things we're going to do is the the, the hand pattern for the Smalley is very neat and, and uh, a method I haven't actually seen before for doing the finger placement um, I'm going to take that and simplify it and do a kind of uh, a, a much simpler version of it. And I think that will be helpful for like, you know, because we've got a lot of new builders in in the Discord lately. And this is the kind of thing I think it will be helpful for them if they do happen to get a pattern that's, you know, oh, maybe this is a little more advanced than they want to tackle right now. Here's how you can take something and simplify it. Right. And you will still get good results. It will just be a little bit easier to work with. So that's that's what we're going to do. Not this build stream, but next build stream, which is a good segue into the reminder that every Wednesday, most Wednesdays, I should, I should probably say sometimes I will have to miss them. But if you join the discord, then you will find out that I've had to delay a build stream. Usually Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time, Twitch and YouTube. The links are in the show notes. Wow. I didn't have taken a breath in a long time. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) I I told you I'm doing my TDs in we're going. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. So, uh, join us. They are, I mean, there's more people pretty much every week. I don't think we've had a slow week in a long time. So, so it's good. It's all, 
It's all good. So there I just we go. Looked up the Smalley on the on their Instagram. Yeah, uh, it's it's very cute. It is very and, uh, cute. Yeah, it looks like a great starter puppet. For it is. It's a really good starter one, and it's also really good like base to build off of, right? Yeah, that's one of the things we were talking about today on the Discord. Um, was that like. You know, just looking at, I think it's Scarlet. Shout out Scarlet. We had to do that every week. Gotta shout out Scarlet. Because um, Scarlet was, had asked, how many Greeblies have I made? And it's like, I don't actually know. So we went and counted. Thousands easily. No. Not, I've only made a few hundred puppets. Uh, so it turned out like it was in the between 40 and 50 was the, the number of Greeblies that I've made. And that like... Scarlet was saying, like, they all look different, right? And it's like, how do you, and it's like, really, the Greeley pattern, there's been some changes, but it, the essential pattern has not changed at all since I started building it. So it is all about what you bring to it. This is what I keep trying to tell, like, new builders who are hungry, hungry for patterns. There's this, like, weird passion. I need patterns. And it's like, you know what? You don't. You actually, you actually just need, quote unquote, need a couple of very simple patterns and then you iterate on that and you build on top of that. That's the best thing to do. Patterns are ultimately not important. It's about what yeah. you do with them. So, And doing it. And that's it. And that you you will only learn this by doing it. And people think that like having a, like a pattern is not, well, it is a blueprint, but it's it's really just a guideline. It isn't it isn't like an instruction sheet that goes here, step one, step two, step three. It is just like a diagram, and then you have to add everything into that. So you can make your own patterns really simply, and I've got a whole video series about that. Um, and and you will be you'll make great puppets without. You can never buy a pattern, and I'm I'm shooting myself in my own foot by doing this because I sell a pattern, but it's true. And I mean, I even designed that pattern on stream just to kind of make the point that it's like this is not the the most important thing. The most important thing is building the puppets. Get yourself or make yourself a couple of very simple patterns and get to building because that's the thing that will teach you everything. It's not patterns don't matter. Ultimately, patterns don't matter. It's the process of building that matters. And there's the lesson for today, my Just children. Don't <laughs> transfer your soul into the puppet. <laughs> Try not to, at least, if you can avoid it. All right. I think we're going to take an actual break this time because I have talked for a long time. And I think Andrew's going to get a chance to talk <laughs> in the next section. So we're going to take an actual break and we will be back with Gizmo Town. The sky above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. They're definitely mean streets now. <laughs> so I, I recently changed uh, a little bit around on my desk and the, the mic is sitting in a place directly behind. The, this is real inside baseball. The mic is sitting <laughs> in a place behind the roadcaster and I can't quite 
like the mic is sitting for me, the mic is sitting in front of the the audio interface that I'm using to, to drive all this. And so I have to reach around behind the mic to hit the like sound pads and stuff. And it's a bit awkward. I'm going to I'm going to change this because it's like I have to <laughs> sort of look around and it's it's not good. Anyway, Gizmo Town. Uh, first item on the list. Uh, is it it's is it? Linus, Linus or Linus? <laughs> no, it's Linus Tech Tips. <laughs> you know, coming from Linux, we had that discussion 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Linus Tech Tips YouTube channel got hacked. What hope do we have? It's So Linus Tech Tips um, is a great homegrown channel. This is uh, Linus uh, Sebastian, who started out doing videos for NCIX back in the day. And then NCIX decided they didn't want to do it anymore. And Linus said, can I just keep the channel? And they said, sure. And, you know, it was just him and, like, two other guys. Question, what they, is NCIX? Oh, NCIX. It was a, a, an online uh, store, a okay. computer store. Right, right, right. Uh, based, based out of Vancouver. So he started doing tech stuff and little reviews and stuff and just built it up from absolutely nothing and has turned it into a, a, mi- a minor media empire based big, out of they, uh, Vancouver. They, it's just, they one of the biggest. Oh, it's tremendous, and and they're great. I mean, it's you know, there's, there's so much passion in, in this in this channel, and you know, Linus is starting. He's got his own company. There's hundreds of employees now. They're making product, and uh, but they still produce uh, an absolute buttload of um, of content for 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 their channel. Uh, they also, yeah, um, and it's good stuff. You know, I mean, it's not just Linus is the star. He's created like a whole bunch of the other members mm-hmm. do their own material for it. You know, it's it's a family, and you feel like you're, you're they're friends of yours that you just hang out with online. So they've been hacked before, but uh, the one that happened this week was particularly intense. So he put up a video explaining what happened. But what happened? What if, if you were subscribed to him and you were looking at your YouTube feed? If you looked off to the left, you would have seen that you were there was a live video from Tesla. <laughs> which is weird because I don't follow Tesla. And if you look at it, so what was happening was somebody had hijacked the channel mm-hmm. and was broadcasting what looked like a, a live stream from Elon Musk talking about Bitcoin, which was recorded <laughs> evidently from 2018. And then there would be a link explaining the the giveaway that it, that was going on where um, – Musk and was was basically offering to double your Bitcoin like you whatever you you give, they would double it. And they had a, a running tally of all the transactions that were happening and all these people were getting all this free Bitcoin. And you, you can't and, you can't see this of the podcast, but I'm, I'm drinking martini right now. Just the the moment of like knowing about the whole Elon and Bitcoin and just like picking up the martini glass. There was just a moment of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and this is it. It's this. This is how the scammers roll, right? They use Elon Musk. They use Tesla, and they use uh, crypto. And this is it's the holy trinity, basically. Mm-hmm. And and they and and also applying your greed, of course. Hey, free Bitcoin, of course. Well, it must be real. Look, there's a rolling tally of these actual addresses where money is <laughs> going in. So this must be real. So pro tip: premise, if it says crypto, it's a scam. Right. Exactly. That's it. Just assume that. Or especially if it says free crypto. Yeah. Um, so I, what they hoped would happen is that you would, uh, I'm sure many subscribers to Linus Tech Tips also subscribe to Tesla. So you would, you would see that Tesla, who you also follow, is, is doing a live broadcast and you see your close personal friend, Elon Musk, talking about how great Bitcoin <laughs> is. And then 
you're like, wow, gee, I like I like free money. Click, boom. So his Linus's video was was pretty heartbreaking. I mean, the guy was this is his entire livelihood going up in smoke. Yeah, and he had he has cameras in his house because he's you know it's part of the part of the channel is he's, he's what kind been, of freak uh, would have cameras house. in their house? Yeah, I know it's it's just his security cameras, I guess. He, so anyway, he's got video. He's basically bare ass naked at three a.m. running down the stairs to the to the office to start dealing with this situation, and. um you know, he was up all night, him and his wife trying to figure out what was going on. And everybody's people are going back to the office in the middle of the night trying to solve it. And every time he would try to stomp on it, they, they would come back up and start doing it again. So in the end, it turned out that what happened was somebody sent uh, uh, the hacker had basically sent uh, a PDF package to to one of the mm-hmm. employees. And it was supposed it, it looked like it came from a perspective advertiser who had a package and it looked legitimate there was absolutely nothing about it that that seemed to be uh circumspect and then they opened it and didn't think anything of it and it didn't open and they figured oh okay i guess there was a problem and they didn't think anything of it so what had happened was it had copied uh their session token like oh, all of their right, yeah, basically yeah. their entire web browser was copied and uploaded mm-hmm. to the hacker, which gave them full access to their YouTube channel, which is, which is insane. The fact that whoever opened this this package also happened to have access to everything. So they were able to not only get to the channel, but also, uh, you know, change the name of the channel with just the session token and start deleting well, videos. I mean, I, I did see, uh, so, you know, on the, on the, on the tech pod discord, there was a plenty of discussion about this. And I did see, um, one of the people, I think one of the people there actually is associated with or works with, or at least knows a lot about the channel. And, mm-hmm. and they were basically saying that the, one of the problems is too many people have too high access. Like, you sure. can, and I know about this cause you know, from running the YouTube channels, like I can give, I can create admin accounts and they can do anything with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what's the problem is too many people had admin accounts to the channel. Yeah, and even then, it was it was the simple matter of um, why would YouTube let you do something like change the name of the channel without at least giving the password again? Yeah. You know, just something something as simple as that would have stopped almost all of this. So, anyway, bottom they got it back. Eventually, the Google managed to uh, to straighten it out, and they've restored the channel. Wait, but obviously, people it was who extremely, still work at Google. I know. Well, they, <laughs> when you're at that level. And this is part of the discussion is the fact that, you know, at this level, Linus has contacts with Google and there yeah. are people that are going to ag- aggressively deal with the situation. And most channel operators don't have this ability. I mean, you know, it, it would be if, if your channel got hacked at this point, oh, no, it would be you know, evil. you're well, this be, is it, right. I mean, you know, Google would barely pretend you exist. So, you know, there's not much you can do. And, you know, this this was a known vector, too, which was interesting because he had said, had I watched this other person's video just a few days ago or read the comments, I would have known about this attack because he spent all of his time focusing on, do they have my SMS? Are they able to do yeah, the two-factor, yeah. you know, trying to lock down all of these things when, you know, all it really was was the session token. But um, there's so many vectors for these things. And also, you know, you can't expect – all of your employees to be absolutely rock solid 100% on any possible thing. I mean, these social engineering hacks are, you know, they're, they're based on getting you when you're not paying attention, when you're just, uh, you know, you're not thinking you're, you're distracted, you click on something and then boom. Yeah. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes for these, these situations to happen. Did I so, the, you know, the one time that I actually, I mean, I wasn't hacked, hacked, but some bad shit happened. 
Did I ever tell you about this? I don't think. No, I, I don't did. think so. This is a bit of a this is a bit of a divergence, but it just goes to show. Um, so I was working for a company that required uh, TeamViewer, right, for okay. when you worked remotely. TeamViewer turns out not secure at all. No, and <laughs> I came out to my office, like in my home office, one morning to see my computer looking like somebody was using it. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't because I was over in the other end of the room, and but the mouse was moving and it was clicking on things, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Some somebody had hacked Team Viewer, like our Team Viewer, and had logged into my computer and was buying Amazon gift cards on my PayPal account because Jesus. I had logged in. I had a uh, you know a, a webmail client logged in, and they could just log in. They could just use my computer like they were using my computer. And was buying themselves some Amazon gift cards with my PayPal account. I managed to get it all changed and all reversed and it all got sorted out. But think about the feeling. Oh, no. <laughs> like walk and seeing the mouse moving and clicking on like a mail client that I never even used. Right. I forgot yeah. that I had logged into this thing. It was like the, have, with the Windows default mail client that they were using. Right? I used to have actual nightmares about exactly this. Like I was just <laughs> – I'd be sitting there and my computer would just start moving on its own and, and it meant somebody was hacking it. Yep. I would start panicking. That happened. No, yeah. I, I absolutely have been there. So Jesus, that's – you know, that's you – know, it's, it's it's terrifying, you know, and, and these, these idiots are, are – they're fearless because they usually live in countries that there's no chance they're ever going to get caught. So well, not only as that, long but as, they encourage it, Russia. I'm looking at you. So anyway, it's it's just crazy when you see um, somebody you really like get get hit like that, you know. And in the end, they lost one day of of YouTube revenue, which yeah. is not a small amount. And um, but he did say that uh, five thousand viewers signed up for Floatplane, which is the site uh, that they have that they host their own videos on. Um, as an old, like it's basically like a subscriber version and they're trying to present it as a, a creator platform as well. Right. So, uh, you, you, you can pay for a subscription to Linus to help out the company and, and get early access to all their videos. So yeah, he said 5,000 people sign up for that. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it was quite, uh, uh, quite amazing when, you know, he was clearly very emotionally affected by, by the support that he was getting from, sure. from the community during this time. So anyway, it was, it was pretty intense. So that's, that is intense. So here I have a question. So, I mean, I, I don't watch Linus tech tips. I do remember years ago, they've been around for a long time, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah Cause I do years. remember watching something about it years ago and I just got this, Maybe they were young and just figuring things out. There was a kind of big burn oh, yeah. energy happening and it kind of turned me off. So I know they, they were always very nerdy. I, I don't remember them really going too bro on the, on that stuff. So maybe, it, I mean, maybe I think maybe, me then. <laughs> maybe during this, they did, they did a series called scrapyard wars, which came off a little, I guess maybe a little bro ish, mm. like, you know, where it was, you know, they were, it was like a reality show where they were competing sure. against each other and, Building stuff in a scrapyard. Yeah, I think, and, I think and they've, every, they've gotten away from that. Every damn thumbnail I see from them is always a shocked guy thumbnail. 
<laughs> yeah, they do a lot of that because and, and they're leaning into it. I mean, the sad thing is, is that YouTube effectively demands it from them. And yeah. So they're like, sure, we'll give you your stupid thumbnail. They make fun of it. They do. So, you know, it's maybe that's the slide I'm not seeing is them taking the piss out of it. Right. That's I'm only they, they seeing hit, the thing that they, you know, yeah. they're parodying. Right. So the big thing Linus is doing now is he's open. He's, he's creating a new lab where they're doing uh, insane deep testing on on equipment they bought an anaerobic chamber anaero- and anaerobic chamber and like like a, ch- a chamber with no sound yeah for I, testing things. I, don't know, I know what you mean i don't know that's the right yeah, word <laughs> I, I couldn't say the right word it's an, anaerobic is, is what i the first thing that came to my mind anyway um send your that kind of a chamber to podcast at operation puppet.com yeah they've 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 built a They've got a pressure chamber. Like it can, it can replicate any temperature. They're they're spending a lot of money on this stuff so that they can do real intense testing based on on hardware, right. you know, phones and 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 computer stuff. And because he really wants to be uh, an industry leader at this with his stuff, and and excuse me, he's not messing around. And it, it, it's pretty amazing to watch them watch them build it. He's showing it as it happens, warts and all. He's, he'll happily show the failures and 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 what they're learning from them, and it's uh, it's really mm. something to follow. I'll give him another look because I, I you know obviously didn't give him a fair shake the first time around, so you know mm-hmm. it's, it sounds like I mean you know I like the tech pod, so mm-hmm. sure sounds like something I would enjoy. And yeah. now that they've they, they're recovered, right? Everything's cool. Yeah, now, yeah, everything's right? back. All right. So you know, good luck, Linus. I guess you. Yeah. You, you shout know, out to Linus. Shout out to <laughs> Linus, a big puppet fan. Linus Tech Tips. Anyway, uh, next item. There is no update on my Linux server situation because it's fine. <laughs> Nothing has happened. Everything That's a good is reason. running. It's bizarre. I did not expect this, but like it. Everything I I had a little problem with the Foundry server because it's the one thing that's not running under a container under Docker with Portainer. It's just running on the metal, and I fixed it, which itself is kind of weird because I'm not used to being able to fix things on Linux on the command line, but I hmm. did, and it was really kind of empowering. And it's like this <laughs> is cool. I want to do more. I'm like looking at all these portainer templates now going, Ooh, I could do this and I could do this kind of server. Got a taste. I'm getting in there. So, so yeah, no, it's, it's good. Everything, everything is fine. I haven't booted up the old Ubuntu machine in weeks. It's sitting there just dead because the little tiny, super speedy Mac mini is just running everything. And it is fantastic. So there we go. There's the Linux server update. There is no update because it's good. Speaking of things that are good, something that's the opposite of good is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, did you have a bad experience? So uh, one of the (laughs) sites I frequent is uh, good old red flag deals. All right. Yeah, yeah. Always good for 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 following, you know, for publicly people publicly sharing really good deals. Mm-hmm. So the, there was about a week or a week and a half ago, uh, and a deal went up for uh, an NVMe drive. Okay, and it was a two terabyte. Uh, actually, Corsair was having a sale on their site with a bunch of different drives, and one of them was one of their. They had all, pretty much all of their drives were on sale, and one of them was the the. I think it was a version 4 gen 4 because right. they have the gen 5 drives now too sure but this is the gen 4 uh 2 terabyte NVMe. Port gen 5? 
Oh, yeah. Oh. I think it does, actually. Now that you mentioned it, I think it might be four, but still. You know, a five will work on a four. It's yeah, it's yeah. just not going to run at the full capacity. But mine's a really good one for, for four, at least. So um, I figured, you know what? I could stand to get another two terabytes in there. What the hell? And um, it was – it normally would have been, I think, 220 Canadian, and it was on sale for 145 which is good. a pretty – that's a serious discount that for is, a really good drive. That's pretty good. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'll jump that. on that. Yeah. So, you know, I ordered it and a bunch of other people obviously did too on the thread. And then uh, two days later, I got an email stating that the order was canceled because of problems with my card, which was wrong. Uh, <laughs> it turned out that basically Corsair had canceled everybody's order. Um, because what they claim was a price error. I mean, come on, which is, which is uh, horseshit. I mean, this was, there was, there was, I get it when, when there's a problem and it's like they move a decimal point and they're selling a $200 item for $20. Yeah. Yes, of course you canceled that. You got me. Good job. This, this just looked like a good deal. And it was like they, they accidentally had a good deal and they didn't mean to, or they just wanted to see how, how many people were going to react to this really good deal. And then they went, now we're not actually going to sell it to these people, you know, and, and some people got emails saying that they, they were ready to ship. And then the last second it got yanked. I don't think anybody ended up getting it. So, and, and the, the most they were able, they were willing to do to, to make up for it afterwards was basically like a 15% off coupon, which, you know, wasn't enough to justify actually getting this drive. So it was uh it was a dis- it was a disappointment uh you know it would have been nice to have but mm-hmm. i wasn't angry but it's still it's still surprising that they so didn't just go you know what it. nobody got yeah. this yeah okay it's not like maybe i mean i don't think thousands of people got in on this and they were going to go bankrupt as a result i mean you know it just would have just been nice all right everybody yeah you got you got this one we we've pulled a deal since but it will honor everybody's everybody's yeah, so Andrew, uh, anybody think- that got in there Think of the think of the billionaires who run Corsair. They need money. You know, nobody thinks of the billionaires. This is the thing. Well, I mean, they lost the sale <laughs> for the at the very least. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what their margins are, but I, you know, I don't think. I mean, they definitely didn't get a sale at this point. So yeah. Anyway, it's fine. I just wanted to share the fact that it was it was just frustrating. Potential how, money is better than real money. Come on, sure. You sure. know. Anyway, I got plenty of storage as it is. I I don't I'm not using it properly. It yeah. just would have been nice to have more. I wasn't I was half considering getting something to throw into the PS5, but I don't use it nearly enough to justify Numbers go expanding up. it. Yeah. All right, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> drum roll. I don't have a drum roll. I got a sting. That's it. That's all I got. Turn it off. Okay. <clears throat> the thing you knew was going to happen happened. I ordered the Steam Deck. Oh, nice! <laughs> it should be. Oh, the, my did, you got it on sale. I did. I got it in the sale. I would. Cause, you I know, can't imagine how many they they moved during the sale. I mean, there was already like a, a a thing up that was like a uh, big load. We don't know when it's going to ship, and it's already shipped. It'll be here Monday. So really, yeah. Did you get it uh, late in the sale or early? I, later, and not definitely not at the beginning because I I mm. really struggled with this decision because I'm at like I need to not spend money <laughs> right yeah. now. Um, but it was so I had a couple of reasons for pulling the trigger. I mean, y'all y'all knew this was going to happen. Like at least yeah. something like this was going to happen. I mean, y- you you should all be like having a 
a pool right now betting on <laughs> when Who I'm had? getting a PS. Who had two. March 25th? Yeah, because it, it's going to happen. Like it, it inevitably, the thing I say I'm not going to do, I do. So this is one of those things. Um, but th- it was the fact that like, not only was the sale, like that was 50 bucks off. That was enough to make me go, Oh, okay. Now yeah, this it's is already a re- ludicrously good deal. Yeah. So take another 50 off. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's like the fact that they're, they have already committed to going now, this is it for a couple of years at least. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that I am definitely out of the upgrade loop for PCs at least until something very fundamental changes price wise, yeah, which, which is unlikely is to happen. Um, I want, so getting in on this platform now is probably not a bad idea. Right. So cool. no, that's great. Yeah. Um, it, it, we'll see. I guess I got the, the base model. I yep. don't know how much of an upgrade I'm going to do. I've already got a five twelve gig, um, that's really all you're going to need in the short term. Well, but it's not, it's just, it's the, um, uh, SD card, not, not an SSD. So I'm sticking. No, no, I know. If you, if, as long as you got the, the fast SSD or the, the fast SD card. I think I do. I gotta, I gotta check. It's in my switch right yeah. now, which I literally never use. I don't remember the last time I turned if, on. It's it. hard to say if it's, it's in your switch, it might not be. I don't yeah. know if it's like SanDisk extreme. Cause if, I think if, it might if, be. if it's, I think it might yeah, be if it's top tier, SD card, it'll be just as fast as the as the right. drive. So, so we'll see. I'll see when I get yeah. it, and I'll play around with it. And it'd just be fun to have, like you know, because yeah, I'm, I'm in Linux headspace right now, and it is very Linuxy. And so, oh yeah, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be good. And also, like you know, it'll run it'll run Neverwinter native on the silicon. So yeah. like that's that's gonna cool. get the cute little keyboard too. I I think I might. I think I because again. I want to like mess around with the, with the analytics side of it. Right. So that will be a really convenient thing to have. And I also have other use cases for that keyboard. You know, I'm going on a trip soon. So I'm probably just going to bring my iPad, not my laptop, in which case that little fold up keyboard will be real handy for doing things like the daily blog and stuff like that. So definitely. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we'll see. It'll be here Monday. I'll play around with it. I'm probably, I'm going to pick Jamie's brain because Jamie's done so much with that. Jamie's got a whole blog post. knocking on your door. I have read, I have read Jamie's blog post on that several times because he went into deep detail about what he did to that thing. I mean, Jamie has modded the heck out of his. So, so uh, he's going to be a valuable resource. So there you go. We'll see if Jamie uh, listens. I won't mention this the next time we talk to Jamie. We'll see if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I won't even put it in the show notes. It's going to be Kevin. He's going to read. Deal. He's going to read the show notes. But yeah, he'll wonder what that. He'll jump ahead to Gizmo Town to see what that is. So there we go. That's the thing that qualifies as Gizmo Town, even though it probably should be in pixels and tokens. Nope, but nope, that's a Gizmo. That's a Gizmo. It is a Gizmo because I'm only going to be like half using it for games, and the other half is going to be for Linux stuff. So that's awesome. cool. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so there we go. That'll be it for Gizmo Town. We are going to take another quick break, and I'm going to take an actual break because I need another drink, and we will be back. With pixels and tokens. Video games. Board games. Video games. Tabletop role-playing games. Video games. And now for Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming. But mostly video games. 
It is now officially a three martini podcast. Nice. Welcome, welcome to Pixels and Tokens. We're talking about gaming, and boy, are we ever. Um, mm. So, yeah, you know what? This wasn't even on my radar. Like, it's I've been I've been so intentionally keeping this at arm's length. But mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and I realized that this weekend is the Diablo 4 open beta. Mm-hmm. So I got on board. I, I checked it out. I downloaded it on both Xbox and PC. 98 gigabytes. <laughs> well, you know, welcome. I actually had to delete. Welcome to modern times. Like <laughs> I deleted Avengers <clears throat> to make room for it. You know what? You may want to add that back eventually because I want to do it at the Frankie Play stream. Okay. Uh, but with Avengers. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Speaking of needing more storage. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, like I said, I was keeping it at arm's length just because I wasn't crazy about their, I mean, first of all, Blizzard, Blizzard going to Blizzard, right? And, like, their reputation has taken a few hits <laughs> for the past bam, bam, couple bam. of years for yep. very good reasons. Yep. Um so I'm not crazy about Blizzard <clears throat> properties in general. And so Diablo You guys 4, have phones, don't you? Yeah. Well, I you know what? I didn't even mind Diablo Immortal other than, you know, the over-the-top uh, microtransaction stuff. The game itself was fine. Yeah. But, but the actual, you know, like the moment-to-moment pushing the microtransactions down your throat thing was not cool, not into it. So, you know... Eh, we'll see. And the fact that like it felt very much I'm I love Diablo 3 so much, as those of you who listened to the previous podcast will know, it's my number five game of all time. That, you know, and I know I'm not uh, in terms of Diablo fans, Diablo quote unquote, the fan base loves Diablo 2. That's their thing. Diablo 3 was a bit of a departure. For them, because it had a slightly lighter tone, a slightly more kind of goofy aesthetic. I'm more into accessible. that. Yeah. And, and yes, more accessible. And so their whole pitch with Diablo 4 was always, oh, it's going to be super, super dark. And it's going to be like it's it, they're trying to cater to the real like, you know, the, the hardcore fan kind of thing. And I was just not into that. So I was always kind of like, eh, this may not be for me. But of course, open beta, I'm like, wow, this isn't costing me anything. I'll just try it. Whatever. Let's just call it a demo because it's not an open beta. Well, I mean, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, there there are limitations. But I mean, you know, I played for yeah. a good solid two hours and, you know, I, I felt like I got two hours worth of entertainment out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I surprised myself because I'm on board. I'm down with it. I'm, How long were you in the queue the first time you fired it up? Not long, because I wake up really early. <laughs> mm. So I got up and I was like, oh, okay, let's try this out. Downloaded it on Xbox. And I was in like, I, it was less than a minute for my my first queue. Wow. Later on in the day, it got to like five minutes. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. When at I all. fired it up last night, it was uh, 57 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so I we heard. I've, TV I mean, while it, but uh, I mean, obviously, up. this is on Xbox for you, right? Yes, I did. I'm not. I'm not going to bother trying the PC version. And this but, is the uh, funny thing because one of the things I did not realize about it was that it is not only cross-platform; it's cross-progression. Yeah. So I I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that when I loaded it up on PC, 
my character that I had lo- created on Xbox was just there and I could just play yeah. it. And, and so that yeah. was cool. So um, now the thing about it is, um, first of all, yes, it's it's grimdark, but it's not it's it's more grimdark in that evil dead kind of way. Right. right. It's got it's got some goofiness. It's just the goofiness is uh, more sublimated than it is in Diablo three. Right? right. But it's it, it feels very much like almost a, a, a take on European vampire folktales kind of thing. It kind of feels like that, you know? It, yeah. No, I definitely I definitely agree on that. It's it definitely I mean, especially the the setting for the for the demo or the the beta, yeah, where it, you're in this effectively Eastern European country. Yeah, yeah, it feels very much like you're going accent. to Transylvania and and yeah, the castle. And, and I don't think the whole game takes place in this area, but it definitely gives a. Uh, if anything, it feels very Witcher. Yeah, and as well because of the the setting of it, um, and yeah, the tone the tone is so important with it because they're they're serious. But they're not up their own ass serious. Yeah, like it's 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 not tongue in cheek. But you know they're they're leaning into the. I you could say the silliness. Like they're not going to hold back on how how insane it is at this point. Again, it's you know narratively it's the fourth game. Yeah, and the same they're they're treading the same material. I mean, you know Lilith is basically just Diablo. It's, she even looks like Diablo. Yeah. I don't know if it turns out that she is Diablo or if this is even considered to be canon like does this take place hundreds of years after diablo 3 or we don't know i mean just, obviously at some point we got to go to tristram so you know probably. who knows you know, right it could just be a simple just a reboot really i mean just i i haven't really looked into into that element of it but as far as diablo goes welcome to the fugue yeah oh yeah, yeah. well that's that's the thing so it's not it's definitely not trying to reinvent the wheel right it no. is diablo ass diablo like mm. all the way um, which is a Taking good thing. Taking out the dodge button was interesting. Or, uh, I like, I like, I like the dodge rolls. button, actually, yeah. You really have to, it, it has to be part of your uh, gameplay routine. You can't just jump out of the way every time. You have yeah. to know that you've got to wait for that to come back. And I'm sure that there's abilities that can make it come back faster. Oh, yeah. Or certain classes get more of them. I don't know. but I've already started, like, cause I'm playing a rogue as my, because of course I am, because it's me. That's, that's yep. my. And I'm playing of, barbarian. Yeah. Um, so I'm already kind of dialing in a skill set that I really dig. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm on board in a way that I didn't think I was going to be. And again, it's not like, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's just that this is a solid one of those. Now, so yeah. far, so far, there has been no hint of microtransactions or a cash shop or anything like that. Yeah. And it, you got to wonder, did they pull it out or have they just not implemented it yet? And are, no. are they just being cute? You know, they, they could just as easily throw in the battle pass or they might wait for six months to do it or they might not do it at all. I, just... I suspect that they kind of get that if they were to do that, if they were to like, you know, particularly with the the beta being like this, and it's like, oh, it's just stuff. Um, if they were to like add in a battle pass or a cash shop or something like that, there would be such a revolution, <laughs> right, yeah. on the player base that they. I don't. I think they. I mean, I hope that they learned their lesson with how Diablo three launched and how they fixed it and how it became a darling, right? If only there was a way that I could own an item that I find in the game and then I could 
like take that item and bring it in, bring it into another game. And then if I wanted to, I could sell it to a friend Perhaps for whatever I Blizzard see game. fit. You know, or just just any game, really. If only there was some kind of a platform that allowed for these things to happen. Have you heard of World of Warcraft? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I've I've played a couple of hours. I'm, I I think I'm pretty close to the end of the of the story that they're giving us. I was just about to meet Lilith in person, I think, or at least the woman. No, uh, they, didn't, they didn't get quite that far. So I I but I I, Ali, I do I do all the side stuff. I I wander yeah, around. No, I was right definitely now. I was doing most of that, and I figured, well, they're already telling me that here's they had the story elements there, and it's like this is not going to be part of this event and like i get that that's perfect you know just give everybody a taste Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure after this this boss fight it's basically going to be okay now have a look around because you're done which is how it should be it should be here's a couple of hours you're testing our servers obviously we know that our server demand is massive you know they don't want to have the big queue nobody nobody wants that nobody asks for that the blizzard doesn't want you to have that but you know they also are only willing to spend part of it yeah yeah, at least it's there yeah. <laughs> right, like it's, this, this it's shocking real, that the servers don't scale up more, though. But this thing, you like you, you can't plan for that. That's one of the things that people don't understand. It's like I, yeah, I've been playing MMOs for so long that I get this, but it's like you cannot plan for the load. You yeah. you have to plan for like a reasonable number and then scale up over time. You cannot. And the fact plan. that there's no barrier to entry right now, it's literally free. Yeah. Every anybody with an Xbox or a PC or PlayStation can play this game right now yeah. for the rest of the weekend, and and there's nothing stopping you. It's basically a free game, mm-hmm. but just for three days. And one of the and most popular franchises on the planet, and a exactly. hotly uh, anticipated title. It's yeah, of course, of and course, it, they're getting hammered. And as a as a Game Pass subscriber, I'm disappointed that it's not in Game Pass. But you know, I get it. There's there's a lot of money at stake. The it, it who knows? Like the future, that deal ain't signed yet, right? So it's right, like exactly. who knows? Um, so yeah. my only question now, so two things. Um, one one of the surprising things, and one of the things I'm kind of I am happy about this. I wonder if you are happy about this. In that it is basically an MMO. Like it's a, an open world. Like you're in the world with other players, whether you want to be or not. Right. Like that's just the way it yeah. is. I mean, obviously the overworld is like that. And then once you get into an, a dungeon and they don't follow you. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I think I mean, I, if you join a group, your group gets its own instance. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, with when I'm, when I was, running around the overworld, occasionally there would be other players engaging. And if they were a much higher level than me, the enemies were their level. So oh, really? I, I couldn't tell if I was getting really good gear from that drop. Uh, but it definitely, if it if I was trying to do something for the, for a mission and everything's now high level because this guy's level 12 and I'm level six, um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it counted. I guess it counted if I could pick them up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 weird. I'm not. I didn't really think too much about it at the so time. So one of the things I noticed was that, like, you know how you go into a new area and it says, you know, what the level range is. Yeah. Um. It, uh, some of the areas were like level, you know, eight plus. Yeah. Was that's all? Yeah, that's the all thing. they're gonna do. For so the I think it scales. I think it all scales. I think it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like what what level you are or they are. It all scales. I think that's how it works. So you're able to continue this character 
when the game launches too, I believe. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a full wipe. That's what I heard. I thought they were, I thought they said something about no. being able to continue. You're going to, you, so can, earn, you can earn rewards in the beta. If you get to level 25 or something, if you, Oh my God, if you get to, yeah, <laughs> no, really. I mean, but Hey, it's Diablo. People will <laughs> right? like that's going to happen. But Oops, yeah, sorry. you can earn rewards that you can then claim in the full game in the beta, but I don't think your character is going to carry over. Well, anyway, it's it's. I'm happy with it. It's a shame Jamie missed out on it, but uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so my only but, question now is, I'm 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 in. I'm on board. I like it. It's I like those kind of games, and it is a solid one of those. So yeah, I'm yeah. on board. Um, what platform do I buy it on? Because that's the thing, right? Like if you you do have, I believe you do have to buy it separately on the different platforms your progression will carry over yeah that makes sense it sucks but i guess it makes sense so now that i've got the steam deck incoming (laughs) right i'm like it doesn't matter for playing with you guys what platform i get it on because we can all play together it doesn't matter true you can start. There are clans. I this. I love this. The fact that there are clans, and we could just create the Operation Puppet Clan and just have that. And whoever's Definitely. playing, whoever's playing it, could like just join us. That's great. So if you're playing Diablo Four, hit me up, yo, because we we gonna start a clan. Um, I I'm actually inclined to purchase it on PC first. I, I'm sure I will eventually purchase it on Xbox later, but. I mean, I have two PCs that can run it just fine. That's one of the reasons why I did load it up on PC, just to sort of check how well does my office PC. I know my my the studio PC will run it just fine. My office PC is the lesser <laughs> of my two PCs. So yeah. I was like, how well is this going to run it? Runs it fine. No problem. Uh, yeah. So it's like, and and the controller interface is the same. Like The interface is absolutely the same. There are controller controls on PC, just like on Xbox. So it's like, okay. So that kind of like, I'm definitely leaning towards buying it on PC first because it just makes sense. It's it's the most flexible for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just means you have to play on the PC when we're playing together. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, done it know, before. Yeah. No big deal. Um, so that's, that's it. I'm, I am genuinely surprised. I enjoyed it again. Didn't change my life isn't going to rewrite history. It's not the best game ever made. It's just a solid one of those. It also doesn't feel like it was worth the 10 year wait. That's a, that's a hard call because like how how many iterations did it go through to get here? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, they, they, they threw it out evidently. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they started from scratch a couple of times, right? Considering how many things have changed. So who knows? That's the kind of thing that like, you you just never know what's going on behind the scenes. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's as long as it releases in a workable state and it's fun. That's all that matters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm almost definitely going to end up buying it. I'm not going to wait as long as I did. Mm-hmm. last time so i don't know if i'm gonna go for the fuck you edition i don't even know is there a fuck you edition oh, or is yeah. it just $10 <laughs> what you mean extra? is there of course there what, what comes with it though uh there's like a mount there's a whole bunch of like it's all it's all cosmetic stuff i think it's all you know yeah. fancy pants yeah. yeah i don't one thing i didn't see are there pets because i didn't see any pets i i definitely haven't got one yet so no. i'm sure i'm sure there are i, I mean, did see a loot goblin 
There are loot goblins. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw. I didn't. I didn't manage to kill it in time, but there are loot goblins. But I like the I like the the dynamic events that are around. There are world bosses. It's an MMO. It's just an MMO ass MMO. Before Ultimate Edition, one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine oh, Canadian. Yeah. Oh yeah. It comes with uh, <clears throat> okay, Diablo Four for <laughs> Xbox One, one X Series or Series XS, Anarius Wings and Anarius Murloc pet in Diablo Three. Okay, Amalgam of Rage Mount in World of Warcraft, <laughs> Umber Winged Darkness Cosmetics set in Diablo Immortal. Okay, sure. Temptation Mount in Diablo Four. Finally, yeah, uh, something for the actual game. Hellborn Carapace Mount Armor in Diablo Four. Horse armor. Hey, who doesn't love horse armor? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) We're wrapping around to the oldest joke ever. Oh, Lord. Wings of the Creator emote in Diablo 4. And, oh, no. What? Accelerated seasonal battle pass unlock in Diablo Uh, 4. Includes a premium season battle pass unlock plus 20 tier skips and a cosmetic. (laughs) Burner, burner, (laughs) burn. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's the well, edition I was going to get anyway. Uh, before I, even the, the digital- I always just go for the ultimate thing. I, I don't even read what it is. I just get so it. Standard edition is eighty nine ninety nine because that's what they are now. Yeah, that's the games. digital deluxe edition is one hundred and twenty, and then the ultimate is one hundred and thirty. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get it to tell me what the difference is. I maybe maybe the only difference for ten bucks you're getting the stuff for the other games. I mean, on, if that's the case, I'll take the lesser one because, like, I well, you know, uh, as much as I content. love Diablo three, once Diablo four come out, that's it. That's the one I'm playing, right? So, you know, anyway, that's yeah. Diablo four. That's your <laughs> that's your Diablo four roundup. I w- I had said originally that we're not going to cover like necessarily cover new releases, but in this case, we did. So you know. There you go. If you really needed our Diablo Four impressions, you got them. Uh, next, so, so for ten bucks, just just real quick, for yeah, ten yeah. bucks, basically you're getting the uh, the boost. That's what oh, you're paying for. You're okay. getting the the get you the tier jump immediately. I so. will be interested to see what the quote unquote battle pass actually is. Yeah. Um, well, it, if it's anything like like uh, Destiny, it, it'll be literal every every couple of months are going to have more content sure um and this will give you i don't know now now i'm now i'm curious if it's gonna how long this seasonal battle pass will even last so we'll we'll, we'll see tba because like you know i don't i don't mind that stuff so much because i get it like you know servers are expensive people gotta get paid like you you gotta have until june pay for your entertainment like that's fine Um, but it just, it really depends on what you're getting with the value for your money is right. So we'll, we'll see about that TBA. Yep. I am definitely in at least for launch. We'll see how it goes yep. and then we'll make our determinations from there. But one of the things, here's a segue. One of the things that I was interested in finding. So today, as I do most weekends, I was working on the upcoming Neverwinter Night server. Or the Operation Puppet Community. And it was while I was working on a new quest system for the server that I realized that Diablo 4 open beta was this weekend. And I went, I'm going to go do that for a while. So I kind of left working on the Neverwinter server. And then I came back to it a little bit later. And I kind of got worried. That it's like, am I just going to play Diablo now? And I don't care about Neverwinter anymore because I've got Diablo now. And well, it's the, a threat. 
the interesting thing was I it was good to have both. Like mm-hmm. the the vibe and the feeling of both are so different, and yet in a in, you know they're under the same umbrella, but like the pacing of Neverwinter is different. The whole feeling of Neverwinter is different enough that I'm like, no, I'm glad I have this as well as Diablo. So it's like, so this addresses something that, that does bother me about Diablo Mm. in that they've got this story and it's great, but am I going to be, am I going to feel like I'm forced to rip through the story as quickly (laughs) as possible to get to end game content? Well, yeah, of course, of course, because that's what Diablo is, (laughs) right? That's the game that it is. Right. Yeah. That's the whole the whole thing. And the funny thing is, like, my my particular Neverwinter server build is not dissimilar in that the core of the game is a level and loot grind. Right. It is just that it is just like I'm going to go and do some repeatable quest and get some XP, get some gear. And it's going to be like a social space if there's anybody else around. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what the game is. Uh, or that's what the server is. But the pacing is different. The fact that it's the D&D rule set is very different. The way that gear works is different. So it's it's all different enough. And of course, there's going to be story, right? But that is going to be... And part of the thing I was working on today is a new type of quest system that's going to go in. That's a lore quest system that will reveal like the history of the world and a lot of the deep lore stuff. But I'm making it kind of optional. Like you can engage with that stuff if you want, and you Just will read get, it all like Zoltan Cool. Get, get kind of, yeah. Um, but you don't have to, right? Like it, you can just get your repeatable quests and do your, you know, loot grind if you want. But you can also engage in this other side of it, and you know, Diablo, Diablo's got that too. But it's really all about the pacing, and it's like the the model that I'm going after in my server is more. Uh, it's 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 a slower pace. Diablo has always had this thing of like we're going to throw shitloads of enemies at you, right? And it's all about being able to handle and manage crowd control and like kill lots of things quickly. D&D ain't like that, right? D&D is about one-on-one battles that that you have to use your skills at the right time in the right way and positioning. And it's, it is a much more methodical, slower-paced thing. And so that's how I'm kind of concentrating on the combat in the Neverwinter server. So even though the core game loop is essentially the same, the the pacing and the approach is different. And so it feels different enough that it's like, no, these are different things. They are, they are, are satisfying different urges, uh, you know, that I have for gaming. So it was really nice to be able to kind of jump between the Diablo thing and the Neverwinter thing and kind of go, oh, these are satisfying two different vibes, if, yes. if, to, to put it that way. So the point is, the Neverwinter server test build is done. The roadmap is complete. All of the systems that I need to be testing are in place. The server is up and running. It is accessible. If you have Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, you can connect (laughs) at the following address. I will read it out. Don't memorize this. It will be in the show notes. I will pin a post on the Discord server. Operation Puppet dot P T. 
I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Operation Puppet dot tplinkdns.com colon 5121. That's a port number and that's important. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't, but it is. You can connect directly to the Neverwinter server at that address. Now, the reason I'm doing it that way, we have a couple of different options for how you connect to the server. I could list it publicly on the Beamdog master server, but that would leave it open to the public. And at the moment, at least, I don't really want that because although the Neverwinter community in general is kind of small, I just, I don't want the possibility of just like random people joining the server and cause we're going to get trolls. Like that's yeah. just the way it is. So I, we need to be able to sort of limit it and lock it down to just the operation puppet community. So there's two ways to do that. We can put a player password on the server that everybody knows. And so if you just you know the player password, the password is the same for everybody. Then we could list it on the master server Everybody knows a password. You can just log in through that and you can bookmark it on the, on the server browser, on the client. And that's all cool. That's a bit of a pain in the butt. Cause it means you have to enter a password every time you want to log into the server for the test release. I think the better way to go is to have this URL that you can just directly connect to. You don't need a password, but you need to, you do need to know what the URL is. So I will sticky that on the on the Discord server. It'll be in the show notes. And you can just join it directly there. If you go to like multiplayer, direct connect, just put this address in and you will connect directly to the server. So there was a contest from the last uh, podcast to win one of five copies of Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition. Four of those have been claimed. There is still <laughs> one key available. So if you want to join us in, in testing the Neverwinter server, send an email to podcast at operationpuppet.com. I will send you a key. I will be sending out all the keys tomorrow because officially the contest is over. There's one key still available floating around, whatever. Who wants it can have it. If nobody claims it, I'll take it and use it for a test account, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it'll be available public for testing. It's literally running right now. There will be some occasional restarts because I am literally working on it like every now and then, and it's so quick and easy to update. Uh, but after this goes out, I will make sure to like send a server wide message that's saying, Hey, everybody, the server's going down for a minute for an update. Log out now to, to save your character. Um, but yeah, I, I would appreciate it if people could jump in and just push the game in places that I have no idea because I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing Neverwinter for 20 years. So I know I have habits that y'all don't have. So a couple of things, um, when I do send the keys though, cause I know a lot of people who are going to be playing on the server, uh, have never played Neverwinter before. You might want to, and I said this last week, but we, or last podcast, you might want to just pop into the, the, the actual campaign, the story campaign that comes with the game, just to get a feel for the kind of core mechanics and how the game works and what the interface is before you jump into our server, because you kind of, it would be helpful for me if you know that before you go reporting bugs to me that aren't 
on our server that are just part of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is just how the game is. So I have no control over this because it's just baked into the engine. So it will be helpful. Uh, and again, it's it's like, uh, I don't know, 80-hour campaign, like, of, through all the all the content you're going to get. There's a lot of game there. So just That's go and enjoy it and play it it's because it's just, it's a fun game. It's a D&D game. Like, you just get to go and play and have your, you know, Dungeons & Dragons video game. So go and play that. And then do jump on the Neverwinter server. I'm going to make a um a special uh voice chat channel just for it right now there is a thread under pixels and tokens on the discord channel for the neverwinter server i'm probably going to break that out into its own channel because threads tend to get lost on a discord server so i'm going to break it out into its own channel and you can all join that you know and that's where i'll be putting like i'll put patch notes and i'll put like whatever needs you need to know for the neverwinter server is going to go up there I haven't yet done a new player guide. I do plan on that. I am working on some like assets outside of the server that will help people kind of get into it. I just haven't had time to finish that stuff yet. It is coming. There is even going to be a whole website for it, but again, time. Um, but anyway, that is a thing that is happening. Never went to server whew, is ready for testing. This, again, is not the full game. This is just testing core systems. So I need people to come in and, like, just push it. So there we go. The Neverwinter server is officially for real. It's a thing that's happening. Yeah, and I, I got to fire that up. Just stop, take, stop talking and take a drink because what, where are we at here? Yeah, we're our time is good. We are going to continue. I, I guess we'll do this thing. Here we go. Get ready. Our top five games of all time continues with Andrews. Number four. You can just go. Just go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my number four uh, is Yakuza Zero. Okay. <clears throat> so the Yakuza series starting out with the reveal right away. We're not even doing a jumping right wind into it. Up. Let's, okay. let's not even do the wind up thing. <laughs> this is um, the Yakuza series has been one of the most exciting and interesting series on, and it's Sony. Well, it, it was, it's been a PlayStation exclusive for a long time, but yeah. now it's on Xbox as well. Um, it not, is, isn't at least one or two on game pass. Yes, now now they are. Yeah, they yeah. Sega Sega finally made a, an Xbox version a couple of years ago, um, but it is just the craziest game series. Uh, it is absolutely insane. Um, I I chose Yakuza Zero because it's a prequel in the series. Um, it basically jumps back to to the main character's origins, because um, Kazuma Kiryu, and um, is just this. One of the one of the best video game characters of all time, just this total badass yakuza who's who's kind of above it, but he's got a real code of honor, and uh, you know, but he'll absolutely kick your ass when it has to happen. But mm. and and he gets pulled into absolute insanity in all of these games, and even the core of it, it's always a deadly serious story about honor and amongst the the these these gangster bastards. And he's one of he's one of them, but he's he's it's 
he makes it seem almost reasonable and good to be a part of if you could be honorable, but it just gets so out of hand. Uh, and they're just so over the top. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, when, when the very first one came out, it was, it came out on the PlayStation 2. And, and <laughs> I was going to say, cre- so what is, Yakuza 0 is not that old, right? Zero's, a, zero came much later. Yeah. It's, it's a PS4 game. I don't okay. even think it was PS3. Right. Um, but it, you know, the, the series started, I believe, 2006 on the PlayStation 2, and it was, it was a rough game, but it was still a fascinating game. Um, just you know, as as a as a big fan of Japanese culture, I was really amazed by it, and it was it was great that it even got released. I mean, at the time they they didn't even want to do an American release for it, and um, and the initial game they actually did a full English dub, which was a dumb idea. Like, why would you bother? <laughs> taking these amazing performances and trying to American Americanize, mm. but that's what he did at the time. It's what they felt like they had to do to get an audience for it. Yeah. And, um, people really wanted just the Japanese version and just give me Japanese and You're subs. You're playing and I'm a game good. called Yakuza. What do you expect? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, this at the core, it's a, it's, um, it's a, it's kind of a fighting game. It's a brawler, like a street brawler. Um, but there's so much more to it. You're, you know, you're wandering around in open space. It's not fully an open world, but you're, you're, you're living in, in, uh, and, uh, it's, it's not a real place. It's it, Kamarucho. Kamarucho is the name of the, the area of Tokyo that it takes place in usually. And it's, it's a, right. uh, it's an ape on a, an actual neighborhood in, um, in, in Tokyo, I'm remembering. I'm remembering something from uh, somebody on Next Land that was talking about. Don't most of these games take place in the same area? Right, and this is, is, that, is it. This is the it? core. The core yeah. gameplay usually takes place in this in this uh, slightly seedy area, of, more of a red light area of right, of right. Tokyo, um, where the gangsters live, and there's hostess clubs, and there's uh, you know uh, just. Arcades, and so you you can wander around. At the very heart of it, you wander around the town. You can go into shops. You can buy buy items at the at the convenience store, like energy, uh, you know, uh, food to give yourself energy and liquor to make yourself drunk, and um, items that you can you can eventually turn into other. You create use use an item creation system to make gear for your for your character. You go into more and more realistic versions of of these uh, shops like uh, Don Quixote, which is their legendary uh, discount store. You go into an arcade, and even in the original game, you could go into the Sega arcade and play. <laughs> you could actually play. Uh, I don't think it was Virtual Fighter. It was Space Harrier was one of the titles you could right. play. Like you could literally step up to the machine and play an emulated version of Space Harrier, like you were in the arcade, and get experience for it in the game. And um, as you're, you go to restaurants, you eat the food. They've got the full menu. It gives you health and, and bonuses as you go through. Just absolutely nuts. So just just wandering around the town and and just luxuriating in 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 the culture is one thing. But then you'll run into you'll come across people that are in distress in different ways. Sometimes it's you know a young couple is fighting and you have to help him figure out what he did wrong to 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 cure the relationship or. Uh, Totally insane things like uh, the guys that are into fetish stuff and you're trying to help him either break his fetish or get into it more. And it's and you just kind of go along with it. 
you know, you go to the batting cage and you end up in a, in a storyline about the, a legendary baseball player who's trying to get back into the action and he wants you to play with him to, to get himself better. And, and just all these incredible things happen in these games. And, you know, they set the table in the, in the original game and all the games that have come since have elaborated on it and added more characters and expanded the world. You go to other, other cities. Um, all very Japanese as hell, which is great, you know, and, and it never makes fun of Japanese culture. It pokes fun at Japanese culture, but it's never laughing at it. It's really, right. it's still celebrating it. And, um, in, in the prequel, uh, actually, no, I think it was, they did remakes of the first and second game, which are much better than the originals. Like, if, I would not play an emulated version of the original two. I would definitely play Yakuza Kiwami one and two, which are the remakes. Um, and one of them, you, you work at a sushi shop. You know, and you're, you're helping, and it's an actual sushi chain that it is. So it's it's just when I was there in Tokyo back in 2019, the shop that that you go to to work at was right there, and it was just I think there was actually a poster <laughs> in there from Yakuza as well. So just just goofy shit, and it's just fun as hell, and it's unlike anything else. And um, and the stories are are a massive epic, and and you follow the story along at, at your pace because. You know, you're still able to to go around the city and come across all these weird side quests, which are compelling as all hell. And and it's you know, right from the beginning, I was I was hooked. And I've played all of them except I have not had a chance to play the Like a Dragon series, uh, which is the newer one. It's it's instead of being walking around and brawling, it's more of a turn based system. Oh yeah, but it's it's also completely insane. It's still set in the same universe and follows the same basic ideas, but. Um, and it's the, the name of the, the original title of the first game wasn't Yakuza. It was actually translated to like a dragon, but they called it Yakuza. So it was the Yakuza series up until just recently. And they finally decided to no longer refer to it as Yakuza. The series is now referred to as like a dragon. So it's, it's finally using the, the real mm-hmm. title for the series instead of the Americanized version. Right. Anyway, the, the, there's another game coming out, which is a remake of, a side game that came out a few, uh, about 10 or over 10 years ago, which is set in, uh, feudal, in the feudal Japan. So you're playing an actual Ronin, uh, you know, as you're still Kazuma Kiryu, the same character, but just in a, in a feudal environment and doing the same basic stuff, but in feudal Japan. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one coming out. Mm-hmm. And, and it, as a series, it's just incredible, but I, I've focused on zero because it is a prequel and it focuses on the two main characters, the two, two of the best characters of the series, which is Kiryu and also Goro Majima, this absolutely bug nuts over the top, crazy dude who, um, who just is just personality cubed and, uh, you know they're they're basically friends in this game, but they become rivals in the in the later games. Um, but his storyline is basically trying to regain his honor by by running a hostess club in a, in Osaka. So you you have a whole thing where you're trying to to find girls to work at your hostess club, and it's it's not as seedy as it sounds. It's a little more. You know, it's it's there's nothing untoward going on. You just mm-hmm. it's just men are paying to to spend time with these women and they they laugh and you, you have to play as the girl and and answer the, the questions properly. And, uh, you know, keep the men interested and they'll then buy you gifts or you buy the girls gifts in some of the other games. And it's just stuff like that. That's absolutely crazy and unlike anything else and just something that you just don't get from any other video game series and it's it's truly amazing and zero is a great place to start since it is a prequel 
otherwise, I believe Yakuza Kiwami is also on Game Pass. But um, it is it is everything you've heard about it is true. It's just crazy, crazy fun. Um, but it, you know, when they get into the deadly serious, you know, when, when they get into, he gets into a fight uh, when he, in, when he's walking the streets, he's just wearing his badass suit. But then when you finally get into a boss fight, they do, they always do this amazing reveal where he just kind of reaches down and pulls off his shirt and jacket simultaneously and reveals the <laughs> massive dragon tattoo or the, the tattoo he's got on his back. Uh, yeah, that's a dragon on him, but mm. and then the the guy you're fighting invariably has something very similar, and it's so cool. It's just it's just just to be cool, and it's it is so fun. So yeah, I had to put it into my. I made that my number four for for the uh, for this series, and right. I, I stand by it. it Yakuza Zero, uh, or the whole Yakuza series is worth playing. They've done, like I said, they did remakes of uh, one and two. And then they did remasters of three, four, and five, so they're better. Because the, the only thing that's been frustrating about the series is that they were still using the the bones of the engine from the PS2 yeah, into the PS4 era. You know, it wasn't until six really that it did a full revision of the engine. It was it was frustrating, but you know it was because sometimes the you know just saving your game was a pain in the ass because it had to use the old Sony system, mm-hmm. almost going back to the memory card, which was stupid but you know it just, event they were just a little slow in that respect but the game itself is still incredibly fun so yeah uh, yeah it's definitely worth picking up one of the things that i think uh, appeals about the series is that they weren't necessarily worried about making it western accessible exactly like exactly. it is it is very it is very japanese in an uncompromising way that some yep. other things aren't Right, so. It very nearly stopped getting released in North America. Yeah. After when when three I think came out, was it three? I think it was around five. They all, they almost gave up. Five was released exclusively digitally at first, which was kind of their compromise. Um, but there was so much demand for it that they said, "All right, we fucked up. We you obviously still love the series, so they they definitely kept um, kept at it, and it's and it's massively popular now. You know, like a dragon." Mm-hmm. Was was a huge success. Um, people love the crazy new character. Kiryu is not in the in the newer games or the, these other ones. It's it's just very similar stories, but and uh, extremely over the top crazy action. But again, it's 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 fun, you know. And and sometimes it's it's super goofy, and a lot of people can't get the tone. It's just so so unique and so Japanese that they just can't get their head around it. It's one of the things that if you if you if you if you get it, you get it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And they're they're not. They didn't change this. Change the game to suit North America, which yeah. is one of the reasons why it's so it's so beloved. Because they didn't fuck around. They didn't try to homogenize it or change the difficulty. Mm-hmm. You know, too it's much. Always, it's always the right choice to do that. It's always yeah. like just stick to the thing that you are, and and yep. you know, know know what you want to do and do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's definitely my number four. Cool. All right. There we go. We have got Andrew's number four in the can. So we're a little short, but not that short. We we pretty much did it. We held down. We did not hold down the fort. We held the fort. Right. To quote. I, I think. I don't think anybody's going to be asking for their money back. <laughs> to, I would quote the comedian. Um, oh God, David Mitchell. Thank you. Their brain, Mm -hmm. brain worked for a second. David Mitchell, the comedian, not the writer, the comedian, David Mitchell in that, in saying that you don't 
hold down a fort, you hold a fort. You only need to hold down the fort if it's a hover fort. (laughs) (laughs) So we held the fort without Jamie. Jamie, we miss you. We look forward because Jamie's got to be back for the next one because it's his number four next. So Mm -hmm. there we go. We have another podcast in the can. Lots of things Look at all the show notes, follow us on all the socials, the show notes are there with the link tree and all of the things. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the new people who are uh, joining the Discord, listening to the podcast, all the things, and we will be back in two weeks with another Pixels and Puppets. See you later. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet.